sense of this world and bring others along with me for the ride. A raw perspective offers a fresh point of view. From developing our own self-awareness to navigating some of life's biggest choices and even discussing outer space, join me each week for a raw discussion on content that matters. Hello everybody. Happy happy Sunday if you are listening to this live on the drop date. Shout out to all the people that be listening. I appreciate every single one of you during this incredible ride. So thank you again. If, if you would like to contribute to a raw perspective, there is a tip jar either on the website or anywhere that you get your podcasts, Apple or Spotify. Please tip a brother. It'd be greatly appreciated. Today's topic is one near and dear to my heart. It's Going back memory lane, talking about my inner child. Now, how this came into fruition was I actually found a childhood video of myself from my inception. Well, not the inception of birth, but <laughs> pretty much when I was born to three years old. And it got me thinking... A lot of people might not have family videos to to sit back and reflect. So I, I found this this VHS looking for a VCR. So shout out to my neighbors across the street. Uh, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Corinne, for finding a, a V8 or VCR for my VHS for us to play precious memories that I haven't seen in quite a while. And then I also called my cousin, my cousin Courtney, because he was actually in a couple of the the scenes of, of this home video. And he also had a VCR. So I, I went over to, to his spot. Um, he, has, he has his twin daughters. And then we got to see me from a little kid, well, a baby to, to a little kid. Uh, the, uh, the memories of my birthday parties and how he was there to my oldest brother just <laughs> being just, yeah, he's just the life of the party on the camera. And it's, it's funny because now he's so quiet and reserved, but back then he was just loud and rambunctious. So it's a whole 180 to see see him from from there and then looking at my, my my cousin my cousin was like man that shirt is swallowing me man <laughs> uh, now wearing that shirt I couldn't probably even fit that shirt but he's talking about like yeah you, you actually have have memories from from your childhood meanwhile he was talking about how his upbringing one it, it wasn't one of the greatest upbringings uh, being able to navigate life as as a child going from from foster care to living in cars not knowing where your next meal was he told me at my third birthday like when the pizza came at discovery zone the reason why i ate so much pizza is because he didn't realize where his next meal was coming and that's that's wild um 
and I, I recognize that I have privilege, right? Uh, I, I grew up in a two-parent household that, that I've always had a roof over my head. I've, I've always had clothes on my back, and my family has, has been there to, to love and support me through, through anything that I, I wanted to achieve. But there was also some things that, that also hit home, too, hearing from, from my, my mother saying that, oh, you were so spoiled, and, and you've been so spoiled and stuff. And then I always come to the realization that weren't y'all in progress of, of spoiling me? But she retorts and states that, no, it wasn't me. It was your father that, that spoiled the crap out of you. Um, saying spoiled as a, as a negative thing. Yes, I, I do acknowledge that I have privileges that a lot of people have not had. However, isn't it every parent's dream to that, that choose to raise children, to give them a, a, a great opportunity to, to thrive and, and be successful? I mean, so it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I know that my family's still still healing from the the grief of, of losing my father and it was really nice to see my father in his youth I didn't realize how how skinny he was <laughs> man but he was like hey yeah he was a young guy he's like 33 so I'll, I'll be 32 this year so being the same age as my father in those tapes to, to now, him having a family, having having a house, having a wife, having two kids, well, three if you if you count my, my oldest brother since he adopted him into the family, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's wild. And then seeing tidbits of my other brother, who who was raised in a in a single family home, to at least see some of the things that that he had had experienced. And he was he was at at various events in my life too. I mean, we've been together despite whatever challenges that my father and his mother had. Uh, we made it work from there. And I know that he's experienced some things that he probably hasn't ever disclosed to me. And you know, that's that's his prerogative if he wants to or not. But I know that he didn't have the the best upbringing either. Like he had to move from place to place. Uh, Move to Chattanooga, Tennessee, move into Duluth, Georgia. So there was a lot of movement in his life, too. And being raised by a single single parent, I, I can't fathom because I haven't been raised by, by a single parent. Um, I, I admire individuals that, that do take up that, that mantle to raise their children. It, it does suck that, that co-parenting doesn't have like that opportunity um, and I, I really really see how that that childhood can can be detrimental especially as you grow up as an adult and those lingering buried feelings inside of you manifest into your adulthood when you really think about it um, so if, if you were a product of individuals that had gone through a divorce and you were a child and then seeing that and then looking at if you're in a relationship and then, oh man, I'm, I'm in a situation that might be similar. I'm, I'm just using examples like that. I mean, these are things that have been deep rooted within our childhood and something that we need to unpack as, as we continue to, to grow and, and, and manifest because there was times as a child, yeah, I, 
I was very emotional. However, there were times that my parents said, quit crying, you got to man up. Very, very dualistic perspective of this is what a man is supposed to be, this is what a woman's supposed to be. And now with, with the ever-changing world that we have, we got to bring in individuals that might not identify with, with a gender, uh, gender or the social con- construct of gender, um, being able to use they, them pronouns and being able to say if, if they're, they're gender fluid because the, the social construct of, of what a man and woman is. And then also, as far as discipline and punishment, uh, particularly in, in black households, I mean, I was whooped uh, anytime that I did something bad. And I didn't like getting whooped. And earlier, I used to say, like, well, this is, this is the sort of discipline that was used on my parents, so I guess I'm going to hand that down to, to my potential children in the future but then I had to realize and I, I thank folks for you know helping me realize and identify that that doesn't have to be their experience either it's like if they got it they supposed to get it too like you know that that sort of like quid pro quo this for that they did this they're gonna get that and I can stop that yeah there's gonna be disciplinary measures that are going to take in place, but I don't have to spank my kid uh, in, in doing that. So these are some of the things that can actually stop with with us. And I think more and more individuals, from well, at least in, in, in circles that, that I've noticed, have been taking a stand of, hey, this isn't right, and I'm on my way to, to self-healing, self-worth. I know it's not going to happen overnight, but if you're making conscious efforts to continually improve, I applaud you time and time again. Uh, I look at it. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about therapy. Therapy is this taboo, particularly in the black community, um, because, you know, Jesus will fix everything. Uh, all you have to do is just go to church and Jesus will fix it all. But, I mean, if you're a believer or not, Jesus got, you know, billions of people to, to, to look after also. So sometimes the healing measures are, are in place with people that are set on this world to help with that healing process. So that's why I was taking full advantage of, of grief counseling. I'm not going to say that I'm ever going to be over watching my father pass away in front of me, but I have been able to use coping mechanisms in a healthier manner to deal with the loss of my father um, moving forward, um, and that 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 works for me. Particularly people within in the old school generation, the, the baby boom generation, they might not be receptive to um, assistance or help through through uh, through therapy, through talk therapy to, to talk to someone, because the stigma is if you go to see someone. You're crazy or something. And that, that negative stigma always just rubs you the wrong way. It just how how these perceptions uh, of things, it's like, oh, I'm not going to do that because uh, that, that's what my parents didn't do that. They, they just prayed it, prayed it away. There's only so many things you can pray away. So if there are necessary tools and resources for you to get the necessary help to be a better person... I recommend going and doing that. Uh, if you have the means to do so, uh, 
If not, I recommend looking at things that are considered open source. Um, if there's even like 15 minute free consultations just to get like what, what you should ask if you're looking for someone to talk about deep-rooted pain that might have happened in your childhood. These are some of the things that that can be considered, I, I would recommend. Um, so I, I, I want to give some, some tidbits on, you know, eight ways to start healing your inner child. And this is from Healthline.com. So I want to give them the credit. And they have... Eight different ways for you to, to heal your child, be in your 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 inner child. Um, so not everyone associates childhood with with playfulness and fun. If you've experienced neglect, trauma, or emotional pain, you, your inner child might seem small, vulnerable, and in need of protection. So you may have buried this pain deep to hide and protect yourself. Both your present self and your child, and the child you were once were are impacted so hiding pain doesn't heal it instead it often surfaces in in our adult world so showing up as distress in personal relationships or difficult meetings your own needs so this is an opportunity to work on your your inner child to help address some of the issues moving forward again this is not going to happen overnight but these are some of the tips that healthline recommends so the first thing that they say is acknowledge your inner child. To begin healing, you have to first acknowledge your inner child's presence. Uh, the article states, as Kim Eggle, who is a therapist from Cardiff, California, points out, anyone can get in touch with their inner child. If they're open to exploring this relationship, if you feel doubtful or resistant to the idea of exploring the past, you'll have a harder time beginning the healing process. They also say it feels it might feel a little strange or awkward to imagine opening up to your child self, but try thinking of your inner child work as a process of self-discovery. So the example that they give is briefly step aside the existence of your inner child and just think of a few key childhood experiences. While some were probably positive, others may have hurt or upset you. Perhaps you can still carry the emotional pain from those events today. So bringing these hurt out into the light of day can help you begin to understand their impact. That said, many people do find it helpful, even soothing, to address their inner child as they were a living person. So as strange as it might sound or weird as it might sound, don't be afraid to give it a try. The second thing that they have you do is listen to what your inner child has to say. So after opening this door to a connection with your inner child, it's important to listen to the feelings that enter. These feelings often come up in situations that trigger strong emotions, discomfort, or old wounds, as um, Engel would, would explain. So some of the things that you might notice is anger over unmet needs, abandonment or rejection, insecurity, vulnerability, guilt or shame, anxiety, um, if you can trace these feelings back to specific childhood events, you may realize similar situations in your adult life trigger the same response. So the example that they give here is, your partner suddenly becomes busy with work and doesn't have time for the big night out you plan. When you know they prefer to spend time with you, you still feel rejected and frustrated. 
your disappointment manifests in a childlike way with you stomping off to your room, slamming the door, isolating yourself, etc. So consider what happened through the eyes of your inner child can offer some valuable insight of the scenario. You realize your partner's sudden need to work makes you feel just as you did when your parents canceled plans, playdates, or even birthday parties because of their busy schedule or just neglect um, from other various opportunities. Uh, in this way, listening to the feelings of your inner child and letting yourself experience them instead of pushing them away can help you identify and validate the stress that you experience. This is an essential first step towards working through the trauma, the pain, all of it. The third thing that they say is write a letter uh, to open a dialogue and start the healing process. Uh, it's recommended that writing a letter to your inner child might work. So you might write about childhood memories from your adult perspective, offering insight and explanations for distressing circumstances you didn't understand back then. Maybe you didn't know why your brother always shouted at you and smashed your toys, but you learned to fear him all the same. If you've since realized he's experienced years of bullying and abuse, his rage may begin to make sense. Sharing this revelation with your inner child can help soothe some of the lingering pain. With this letter, a letter can give you the chance to offer messages of reassurance and comfort. So a few of the questions that can also help keep the dialogue going. It's, how do you feel? How can I support you? What do you need from me? Sitting with these questions often leads to answers, though it may take some time before your inner child feels safe and secure. The next recommendation from Healthline is give meditation a try. Those questions you ask your inner child, meditation can be a great method of opening yourself up for answers. Meditation has plenty of benefits from physical and mental health, but a few of these relatively relate, oh, excuse me, a few of these relate directly to inner child work. For one, meditation boosts mindful self-awareness, teaching you to pay more attention to the feelings that come up in your daily life. Greater mindfulness around your emotions make it easier to notice when specific situations trigger unhelpful reactions. Meditation also helps you get more comfortable with unwanted emotions. As, as children, we often have a hard time naming uncomfortable emotions, especially when we aren't encouraged to express themselves. They may be repressed or buried. These feelings to avoid punishment or earn praise from caregivers, being good or maintaining control. Remember, emotions, positive and negative, are meant to be experienced and expressed. Repressed emotions usually show up somewhere down the line, often unhelpful and even harmful ways. Remember, meditation helps you practice acknowledging and sitting with any feelings that come up in your life. When you get used to accepting emotions as they come, you'll find it easier to express them in a healthy way. This helps validate your inner child's feelings by sending the message that it is okay to have emotions and let them out. You can try loving kindness meditation to send feelings of love to your child self. Again, Ingle also recommends visualization meditation as a useful tool for picturing your inner child or even visiting them as your adult self. The next recommendation is journaling as your inner child. Many people find journaling a great way to sort through challenging or confusing experiences and emotional turmoil. 
But if you keep a journal, you might already get a lot of benefit from this coping strategy. Just as journaling can help you recognize patterns in your adult life that you want to change, journaling from the perspective of your inner child can help you recognize unhelpful patterns that begin in childhood. So if you're able to do journaling, uh, this article recommends that. So once you're in the right mindset, write down a few memories and emotions you associated with those events. Try not to think too carefully about what you're writing. Just let the thoughts flow on the paper as soon as they come. Expressing them in an unchecked way can help you get to the heart of your inner child's pain. Another recommendation, this is uh, number six. Bring back the joys of childhood. Adulthood certainly comes with plenty of responsibilities, but relaxation and playfulness are both essential components of good health. Uh, if your childhood lacked positive experiences, get back in touch with your playful side and make time for fun that can help heal the pain of missing out on what is needed as a child. See, for me, I think the, the time of playfulness for me, especially as I've grown up, is the opportunity to to build. I haven't had an opportunity to build Legos or, or play The Sims. These were times where I would be able to be in my most creative state. And I haven't had an opportunity to do that uh, since working working a full-time job, you know, trying to be a, a good friend, a good partner, a good, good everything. And sometimes I forget about me. Uh, but you have to do whatever you do to make regular time for fun and lightheartedness in your life that can rekindle the positive emotion of you. I haven't played video games in a while, um, so these are some of the things that I would love to do, just thoroughly enjoy, um, and I need to start doing that as far as the healing mechanism opens. The other recommendation is leave the door open. Healing doesn't always have a definitive end often more of an open-ended journey so stay in tune with your inner child which can lead to a more complete sense of self and boost and a boost confidence and motivation so reinforce those connections you open by affirming your intent to continue to listen offer love and compassion and working to heal any wounds that remain open the last recommendation is if you have the means to do so talk to a therapist past trauma can cause a lot of distress. Therapists attempt to create a safe space for you to navigate the emotional turmoil and help with strategies for healing your inner child. Therapists typically recognize how childhood experiences and other past events can affect your life, relationships, and your overall well-being. But not all types of therapy prioritize exploration of past events or related concepts such as the inner child. Um, Inner child therapy, also called inner child work, specifically focuses on the process, but other types of therapists can also offer other support. It always helps to let potential therapists know the specific concerns you'd like to explore. So the bottom line is when you need when needs for love, recognition, praise, and other type of emotional support go unmet in childhood, that trauma uh, results can last well into your adult life. But it's never too late to heal. By leaning to nurture your inner child, you can validate these needs, learn to express emotions in healthy ways, and increase self-compassion and self-love. 
Medicine article um, called The Eight Ways to Start Healing Your Inner Child by Healthline. Uh, I want to give credit to Crystal Rapo, um, who, who wrote this, this article. Uh, I will link her stuff in my bio, and you can check it out yourself because it's a lot of good content on there. But all in all, yeah, in order for you to flourish into your, your true self, the recommendation is to heal that inner child from whatever challenges that you've experienced in your, your childhood. You are here today, and I want to let you know that I believe in you. I'm affirming you. You've got this. Despite all the trauma, all the challenges that you have had to endure, you are here for a reason. If no one says that they love you, I love you. And support you through it all. If I have the shirt on my back to give it, I would. And life is too short to be saying what if. Sometimes you might need a little boost. And, I, and if I can be a help to, to boost morale, support, I will do everything in my power to do so. So that's that was the, the workings of the inner child. Get in touch with them. Say what's up. Build Legos with them, if you can. But life is too short, so we need to take advantage of, of all the memories that we can create now. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, to reach people. I'm trying to send a little bit of inspiration. I have crappy days, too. I acknowledge those crappy days. But I know that crappy day won't turn into a crappy life. And this, too, shall pass. You win some, you lose some, but you live to fight another day. That's how I look at it. And every day that I'm granted, it's a blessing. That's why it's called the present. So until next time, my name is Richard Anthony Wallace. This is A Raw Perspective.